Welcome to Productivity. Welcome to Cross-Platform Podcast, where we discuss how to solve productivity problems across platforms. I'm Augusto Pinot. And I'm Mark Gelwix. And we are going to be talking about the tips of the week. Yep. So the first tip I bring is something I really like to do in the iPad. And I have not yet found a way to do it on Android. I don't know if it's possible or not. I have not yet found a way to do it on the Kindle Fire or uh, um, my, my Android tablet, but I can do this on the iPad. And I spend screens like any of us in front of us all day. And there is a moment that my eyes get tired and I don't want to see colors anymore. Okay, I'm done with the colors. So if you look right now, if you're watching our video instead of the audio, you will see on the screen, well, assuming the reflection helps, okay, my iPad with all the color things, okay? And if I hit the power three times, okay, now, if I do it correctly, okay, you will see my screen completely in black and white. Yeah. Okay. It's in, it's so, interesting the grayscale shift. I like that. The grayscale shift, it is incredible. It is fantastic. You can use it at night. Sometimes I get to bed and just put it in grayscale and it's much nicer to the eyes and I can continue watching my screens for a really long time. So how do you do this is then the question. Well, the question is you go to settings and on settings, you want to find accessibility. It's an accessibility feature. So if you look the accessibility in or inside of the menu of accessibility, they have you will find the color filters. And what you want is to set it up. So um, on its accessibility, and I cannot find it, of course, because that's what happened. But, but if you go there in the, in the colors, you will be able to set, okay, do I want to avoid the reds or the blues or just go to black and white? And when you do that, it starts working like a charm. You can now turn it just hitting the home button three times. It will turn it, turn it off, turn it on the same way. And now you can really, you know, get, this, get that out of the way and enjoy the screen. What's the interesting? Tip, sorry. Well, I, I want to follow up on that tip because yes. what's interesting is when you mentioned that in the in the rundown, I'm like, wait, I've seen that before. On at least I know on my Samsung phone, and I'm sure on other Android phones, when you look at options like bedtime mode, which is a uh -huh. setting on, it will actually dim everything down. To, but one of the things my phone does is it flips itself to a grayscale environment, turns off all the colors. The premise being that it's not as visually stimulating, so you don't want to use it as long, so you actually want to go to go to, or go to bed. With that in mind, one of the things I played around with is on Samsung, we have Bixby, which is the voice assistant that no one uses. Um, but Bixby <laughs> has Bixby routines, which are automation routines. So I set up a Bixby routine that allows me to enable that on command. So it dims the phone down, it flips it to gray, it does a bunch, it, it actually suppresses a bunch of apps. So if I want to focus, say, just on reading, 
I can do that. And I can just go through my reading apps and tell it, you know, Bixby focus mode. So I would say, look at your devices and you're right. Look in the accessibility settings, uh, look in, in your command settings. There is, and try it, try flipping it over yeah. to a non-color mode for a period of time and see if that's something that helps you uh, get rid of some of the distraction, I think. You know, and I love that, that I have never tried that, but I wonder if on, on the did not disturb on the focus part on the iPad, can you make it so, okay, when I activate the sleep, you go and now tell me, you know, or get my screen in colors. And I don't know if it's possible, but I am going to be playing, playing with this for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a nice... It, it takes a little getting used to. I showed it to my wife one time and she's like, why would I want it in black and white? Um, so, so, you know, for, it's not everybody's cup of tea. True. But give it a try. You may be surprised that you may like it and you may find it works well for you. I've, I have specific cases. I like it. So, so second tip, and I'm going to jump in where you were headed, um, is Todoist, again, is my favorite to-do app. And I stumbled across this function this past week and I used it quite a bit. One of the things you can do with Todoist, if you're on a browser, is you can drag a URL. Let's say you have two tabs open, one for a news article you're reading or something you want to follow up on, and the second one being Todoist. You can drag that URL into the address line of a task, and it will take... It's, it's an interesting process to watch because it will drop the URL into the address line of the, or the title line of the task at first. But after a second or two, it will actually flip it so that you don't see the URL. You actually see the text of the title of whatever page you pulled over, and it's a clickable link. I found that is a great way when doing research to be able to go and grab things I need to follow up on, or I do it with emails now too. With emails, I love it because I it's grab it from the actionable copy of the email. Yep. You grab it and you drag it down in. You can use the plugin. There's a plugin available for to, to do us for, say, Gmail, where you can actually build the task on the fly. Mm -hmm. um, I found actually the, the drag and drop works as well, if not better. So, yeah, in the case of email, you can also forward the email and it will do exactly the same mm -hmm. thing and save an actionable copy of that email that is priceless in my it's, opinion. It's a very nice, smooth feature. And I'm, I'm all about the features just working without a lot of fiddling. And if, it, right. if you got to fiddle with it, you're not going to use it. But this is one of those things that you don't have to fiddle with. So, Augusto, you found something this week that's really helpful for those of us who wear glasses. Please. Oh, yes. So none of us who wear glasses has been annoyed by the mask and breathing under the mask and get our glass all full of fog. It's been slightly annoying for anybody who uses glasses. So this week I was having uh, lunch with an uncle of mine and he came with his smile and his glasses are not, you know, it's coming from the outside here in New Jersey. It's cold. So come into the building and I notice he's looking and then he's like oh yes I can watch now finally after two years of not being blind so I asked him what he was and he said oh I was desperate so I stopped in Lens Crafter and they have an anti-fog spray I bought it and it works then that made me go to Amazon and then I find something even better that is this uh, if you are in the video 
they are opti plus and they are anti-fox wipes so you can take them keep them on the on the bag keep them on the pocket you clean the thing so far it's been doing once a day and the once a day it's enough for not dealing with the fog i don't need now to see how i'm going to fit the mask to see how i'm going to put the glasses in there so it doesn't fog nope clean and it's over and i am ridiculously happy about it that's great because as a glasses wearer myself uh, every time i have my glasses on and i put that mask on and all of a sudden the world disappears like <laughs> a fog bank that rolls in uh it's frustrating to no end so it's nice it's good to know that this stuff is actually working i know anti-fog stuff has been out a long time but it's never been really good it's never been really good that's the reason i never bought it i bought any other option but the, but the wipes mm -hmm. this seems to work well so okay my next tip is one from one of my recent favorite apps uh i have been working on a couple projects recently where i am using canva constantly. And Canva is a browser-based graphic editing tool. Uh, it's really designed not like a Photoshop or Illustrator level. It's a notch down, but it is very fast, very intuitive, and produces very nice output. But there's a feature in it that I came across the other day. I've been trying to generate QR codes online. Now, it, <coughs> excuse me, if you've lived through the pandemic, as we all have, you have probably encountered a QR code at some time. If you've gone to a restaurant, you've probably had a QR code where you had to pull up the menu on your phone. Well, that's what QR codes are really designed to do, to convey visually a piece of information that your mobile device can then translate into something else, be it a web address, be it an email address, be it contact information, whatever. It's very useful. Used to be a few years ago, nobody used them. I mean, they were just this non-entity. But now, pretty much everybody knows at least what they are. Canva has built into it the ability to generate QR codes. Now, you can, do the, you can generate a QR code in, say, Google, for example. If you go, in, you go to a website, you go to the Google More option, down in the settings, there's an option to share it as a QR code, which is nice. But you get the little Google dinosaur in the middle of it, which is cute, but it's also cute. Uh, Canva just gives you the blank QR code and it's built into the system and it's literally just a copy, copy paste in the URL. So if you're creating graphics and you want to be able to share a web link without having to type in this massive web link, you can use a tool like Canva to generate that QR code and embed it into your graphic. Nice, quick little feature. I've been doing it quite a bit as of late. So it's Canva even allowing you to put a, a logo to the logo of the company? Like no, it doesn't do a logo. It doesn't do a logo. If you want to do a logo, there's a lot of third-party QR generators on the web to not only allow you to customize the look and feel of your QR code, embed a logo in it, but also put tracking in behind the URL right. to see how many people have... Honestly, I get around the whole tracking thing by just having the, UR, the QR code go to a dedicated page. Right, and right, right. And what I like it was exactly that. that, that I didn't need to share the information with anybody or any third party when right. I create these pages. Right, so it's it, it's very useful. And like I said, for this purpose, it's in the tool. So it's one less tool that I have to go involved in this process, one less account that I have to set up. So uh, the fourth tip we've got for today, fourth, fifth, 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 we're at five. We've got a lot today. Uh, 
this is something that I've come across with Windows 11 since I upgraded to it. And it's, it's one of those little features that once you start using it, you never stop using it. We've all used the minimize and the maximize buttons on the browser on our windows inside of windows. But now with windows 11, if you go to the maximize button and you mouse over it and hover, it will provide a pop-up of different snap to configurations for your desktop. So for example, it'll give you side by side or a large window and then a small window and then three columns and three in a quad layout. So you can literally just have a window, go to that little hover over and then click where you want that window to go. Uh, right now as we're recording this, I have, a, I have two thirds of my screen for the recording and one third of my screen for the show notes. And it took two clicks to do that. I didn't have to drag, I didn't have to fiddle with it. And what I really like, it works well with dual monitors. So you can easily set it up, click, and you're off and running. So just mouse over that maximize button, give it a second, and look at the options it gives you. So that is awesome. Yeah, and in the iPad, the iOS 15 add a little three dots on the top of the screen that when you click in there, you can do some some of those versions, you know, change it to full screen and split it in two or just put it overlay on top of that. That is really useful. So, well, with this, Follow us where you like to listen podcasts, like us, or subscribe to us and leave us a review. You can also interact with us on personalproductivity.club. We are good to pin out on our good weeks. See you next time on your favorite device.